Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Good afternoon and welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. That would be me. This is the program for lovers of liberty, of life, and of the pursuit of happiness, which is guaranteed under the Constitution. Let me make that clear. Happiness is not guaranteed under the U.S. Constitution. But the lawful legal enterprise in the pursuit of happiness is protected. There is no guarantee you will be happy in the United States of America. There is no way anyone can ever guarantee happiness except for you yourself. You can only secure your own happiness, and doing so is done by effort, right? You get from this life what you put into this life. Now, why am I going a little bit astray from my normal topics, which are usually politics-related? I sat in on a not-mandated, but it might as well have been mandated, Black History Month presentation for my employer today, for my main employer. I think the term black history should be outlawed because history is history. What happened, happened. And you're supposed to learn from history. You're supposed to learn that the things that were done right, properly, ethically, morally, and successfully were done rightfully, morally, ethically, and successfully because they were the right things to do. The things that you are supposed to learn from in history about negative aspects of things that actually occurred, real history, not made up, not revisionist, not revised, not rewritten, not manufactured, not fairy tale history, but actual factual accounting of things that happened, real history. If bad things happened in your past, in your history, if bad things occurred, then you are supposed to learn from those bad things and hopefully by learning from them and remembering them and having reminders of them, you don't make the same mistakes again in the future. That's why we say you should learn from the past. Period. You learn from the past. You learn that oppressing people based solely on the color of their skin is wrong. But you see, in 2024 in the United States of America, there's a certain ethnic minority group who thinks not only should we erase history, but we should rewrite it and pretend that the bad things that actually happened in our history didn't happen at all. And they are therefore doomed to repeat those failings of the past. I was told today by a young man that if we just get rid of all the black people and send them all back to Africa, that was his terminology, then the country would be better off. Well, I ask you this. If all the black people disappeared tomorrow, because remember, not every black person in our country today came directly from Africa. Let's, let's accept that as a rea reality. 
maybe ancestors of those black people originated in Africa, but the African Americans here in this country today did not come from Africa. They came from the wombs of their parents who were born here, and their parents who were born here, and their parents, and their parents, and their parents. Many generations back, we need to understand that history has been rewritten, revised, to make white people feel guilty about being white. In other words, let's make white people feel bad about the color of their skin in some type of punishment, in some type of reaction to black people who were made to feel bad about the color of their skin 160 years ago. You can't fix the past by repeating it, by reversing it and afflicting upon the white people the same type of things that were inflicted upon some, not all, some black people in the 1600s, in the 1700s, before this country was a country. I pointed out to this individual that if tomorrow every black person, every Negro, because that's the actual ethnicity, that is the actual race of black people, the Negro race, if they all simply disappeared tomorrow, who do you recommend we put in their places in every job that they currently hold? From the lowest of the low, ditch diggers and garbage collectors, all the way up to the Surgeon General of the United States of America. His answer was very disturbing to me. It was, you know what I mean. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. Your racism as a white person does not reflect on me as a white person, or it shouldn't, any more than saying that, oh, look, there's a black person in a Lexus next to me. It must be stolen. In my office, I work with a very large percentage, well over the demographic representation of black people in our country. In my office, I believe white males are by far the minority, and that black females are in the majority by a long shot. I would venture to say that 40 to 45 percent of the employees in my office are African-American women. And another 20 percent to 25 percent are African-American men. There are some Hispanics, a couple of Asians, and a few of us white folks in there. Now, I'm not complaining about that. Affirmative action and quota hiring and all the other programs put into place by our government assure that those black men and black women have a job. Because supposedly the nation's private sector is systemically, historically racist against black people. Now, I could go into the entire educational system and educational performance by race and the demographics of theft and embezzlement and 
poor performance and poor customer service skills and all those other reasons why parts of our nation's private sector do not accept black people on a wholesale level. But I'm not going to do that today. But I was pretty much forced to watch this presentation today where a black artist was speaking about the experiences of his past in the 70s and 80s where he just didn't feel accepted. He felt as if he was looked down upon and that people didn't take him seriously as an artist because of the level of melanin in his skin. And then he told some wild story about the princess of Germany or something, some other foreign country, who in a room, in a presentation where he was asked to come and speak about his experiences in the U.S. as a black person, he sat full of, uh, in a room filled with white people and was basically told, wow, we don't see too many of your kind here. Now, I don't believe anybody especially royalty and high society people in another nation would say something that ignorant. I don't think they would, that that really happened. But that's his story, and it's his story to tell. Just like Joe Biden and the chain and corn pop in the pool, right? It didn't happen. Then this man went on to say that this princess, this crowned princess, and I want to say he said Germany, and I don't think Germany's had a crowned princess in 600 years, but supposedly this woman, this royalty, saw another black man coming in and remarked to this black artist, Ooh, he's so dark, if he were outside at night, I would probably have run him over with the car if he hadn't smiled and opened his eyes wide. Now listen, that's one of those stories that gets passed down from grandma to grandma to grandma to grandma to grandchild, generation after generation to promote this lie of systemic racism by white people against black people. Hey, someone's at the door. I'll be right back. FedEx, my favorite. And I'm driving right now, so I had to speak to the FedEx guy over the phone here on the Ring device. And I'm not promoting any companies here. Oh, wait, wait, I, I'm lying to you. I decided I would promote a company today. And I'm not getting paid for this promotion. But I had probably one of the very best loaded baked potatoes I have ever consumed in my life today. Now, my late son used to love going to a place in Metairie, Louisiana called Spudley's Super Spuds, a little building off of Interstate 10 near exit 235 in Metairie, Louisiana, where they take these giant Idaho baked potatoes and stuff them with just about anything you wanted crawfish etouffee, shrimp, craw uh, crabs, crab meat, chicken alfredo, chili, you name it. They would put it on a baked potato and serve it to you. And the potatoes were huge, and they came out hot, and they were delicious. And the place is still there, and I haven't been there in quite some time. But today, in the culmination of the Black History Month presentations in my office, we were greeted by a food truck selling what I will honestly say was the very best stuffed, loaded, baked potato I have ever eaten in my life. 
If you know Cajun food, if you know Creole food, then I can tell you, without a doubt, your mouth will be watering. The entire plate, it was one of those styrofoam go boxes that you take your food to go when you can't finish it all in a restaurant. And inside was a gigantic, fresh Idaho baked potato baked to perfection with butter. Lots of butter. I love butter. On the baked potato, which was split wide open, spread open over this plate, was a heaping helping of crawfish étouffée. Now, look that one up. E-T-T-O-U-F-F-E, I believe, is how it's spelled. I, I'm driving, so per forgive my spelling. Crawfish étouffée. It is a tomato-based stew of sorts made with fresh crawfish, bell peppers, onions, a little bit of garlic, and some Cajun seasonings. Not spicy hot. Doesn't burn your tongue. Doesn't make you want to go run for the Gatorade. But this was generously poured over this baked potato. And if that wasn't enough, two large strips of thick fried catfish and six jumbo fried shrimp. And on the side, a little container of jalapeno pepper slices pickled, a little container of shredded cheese, and a little container of fresh bacon bits. And let me tell you, my friends, chives and sour cream on the side this thing had to weigh close to four pounds. I, and those of you who know I can put away some groceries, I thoroughly enjoyed this crawfish étouffée stuffed loaded baked potato with bacon bits, sour cream, chives, jalapeno slices, shredded cheese, two large pieces of catfish and six fried shrimp. It was incredible. It was a food truck. They do not have a brick and mortar restaurant, but I sincerely hope that they one day will be able to accomplish having such a place. Because if the quality that they provided for us on a food truck and the flavor of this baked potato could be translated into a restaurant, I would challenge some of the great Michelin star chefs of the world to dine there and find a single thing that they could complain about. The name of the food truck out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana is called Fat Elbows. Fat Elbows. The owner, I didn't catch her name, but I will have it at some point in the future, a very healthy, that's the word we use for larger, big-boned women, a very healthy African-American woman with probably the brightest smile. She smiled all the way through her eyes. Every bit of her facial expression was a smile. Courteous, polite, is there anything else I can get for you? And I said, yeah. 
I want some banana pudding to go with my giant baked potato. I will tell you, I managed to eat about a third of my baked potato with the fried shrimp and the fried catfish and the crawfish etouffee over the top. I didn't even bother to use the bacon bits, the jalapenos, or the cheese. It was perfect the way it was. And I was stuffed eating a third of this baked potato. I didn't even touch the banana pudding. And to my friend Curtis, whose wife Bronnie makes some of the best nanner pudding I've ever eaten, I opened it and I took a sniff. I'm telling you, it holds up, my friends. That will be waiting for me for lunch tomorrow. If someone doesn't steal it out of the fridge at work. The most delicious baked potato I think I've ever eaten. Fat Elbows, a food truck in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Go figure. African-American owned business. Doing what they can to feed the masses. And there's my free promotion for that entity. All right, back to the Truth Hurts program. And you know it's very rare for me to ever mention the name of a business unless I'm bashing them for some reason. This place was phenomenal, and the staff was the most courteous and friendly that I've ever met. The only thing I wish she would have done was, in her little pay app for your credit card, allowed for tips, gratuities, but it just wasn't available there. I'll make that suggestion to her the next time the food truck makes it over to our office location. Well, okay. Hunter Biden appears before a closed-door subpoenaed deposition. And his attorneys say that he has done absolutely nothing wrong. And even if he did, his daddy doesn't have anything to do with it. His daddy doesn't have anything to do with his businesses. And I say businesses with a very large plural because 20-some-odd shell companies... And money always seeming to trickle back to Joe Biden, the current supposed president of the USA. I think they're holding out until the old guy just croaks, until he dies of old age or something, before they finally find a justification to prosecute him. They won't persecute him because he has a D after his name like they're doing to Donald Trump, who has an R after his name. This morning on the Truth Hurts program, I mentioned to you that the Democratic political party is pissed off right now because Republican congresspeople, senators, and members of the conservative media, such as yours truly, are bashing the illegal immigrants and trying to say, we're lumping them all together as if they're all criminals because one or two have either raped a 14-year-old child or committed murder in our country. If it were only one or two, there may be a valid point that you don't lump them all together. But when you have hundreds, I scoured through the internet today and have found hundreds of reported cases of illegal, trespassing, invading, law-breaking, border-violating invaders committing heinous crimes in the United States of America. 
And many of them getting not even a slap on the wrist, just being let go because it's not worth the paperwork hassle for cops to bring charges for them to arrest these people or for DAs to bring charges or to get ICE, Border Patrol, Customs and Border Protection involved in the cases. It's just not worth the effort to them. Meanwhile, a 14-year-old girl now will probably fear men rightfully for the rest of her life after being brutally raped by an illegal alien. And don't tell me I should call them undocumented immigrants because they're illegal aliens. They're illegal immigrants. They are here unlawfully. They violated our borders. They trespassed on our property. They have raped our children and our women. They have robbed. They have carjacked. They have home invaded. They have assaulted. They have battered. They have shot. They have stabbed American citizens who pay their taxes to the U.S. government to protect them from illegal invaders. Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris, Alejandro Mayorkas, Chuck Schumer, Hakeem Jeffries, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Alexandria Horseface Cortez, Elizabeth Focahontas Fake Indian Princess Warren, Corey Racist Booker, and all of the Democrat politicians currently serving and those who have served and those who are running to serve, and I use the term serve loosely because they don't feel they owe any service to America. They only want to take from America. But every one of those Democratic Party politicians that I just mentioned, along with Barry Sotero, a.k.a. Barack Hussein Obama, every single one of them is not only complicit in the death of the young woman, the medical student in Atlanta this past week, but in the rapes of two 14-year-old girls, young children, and for every other crime committed by every single one of the nearly 180 million illegal immigrants currently in these United States of America. But Steve, it's only like 11 million, right? Wrong, and we've gone over the numbers countless times. It was 11 million, supposedly, when Barack Hussein Obama took office way back in, what, 2008? No, when was he in office? Anyway, he, on his first day in office, admitted there were 11 million illegals in the country. And he let 1 to 2 million in each year he was the president. Those are just the ones we caught! Donald Trump supposedly let in another 2 million accidentally because we couldn't do what he wanted to do. The Democrat-controlled Congress kept Donald Trump from completing the big, beautiful wall. Remember, Donald Trump only needed $5 billion to do it. $5 billion. A drop in the bucket when compared to the $150 billion that Joe Biden wants so he can keep his buddies in the defense industry busy selling munitions 
to both sides of the Israeli-Hamas war and to the guy who is extorting Joe Biden over in the Ukraine. Because if we stop sending money to the Ukraine, I can promise you that Volodymyr Zelensky, the former stand-up comedian turned president, turned dictator, will finally spill the beans on the Biden crime family once and for all. I can promise you that, my friends. That's what will happen. The minute the hush money dries up for the Ukraine, the Biden crime family will be exposed 100%. The Democratic political party is worried about this because it may damage their reputation for generations to come. Nah, I don't know. They still hold Watergate against Republicans, right? But then again, the Democrats control the media. But as soon as the hush money from Ukraine, uh, from Joe Biden rather, to the Ukraine dries up, you can bet your sweet ass Joe Biden will be exposed. His family will be exposed. So this is like a game of balance the ruler on the tip of your finger. It's not a matter of if the Biden crime family is going to be exposed, but when. And timing is the most important thing to the Democrats. They're hoping right now to run out the clock up into the election so that they can put old Joe Biden back in for another term, which he would never finish. They're going to yank him out right after the election as quickly as possible because he is no longer a useful idiot to them. He is a liability to the Democratic Party. But it is too late now in this election year to pull him out of office and try and replace him with someone because why? Number one, his vice president is a joke. Camel Toe Harris is an absolute embarrassment to the Democrat Party. Selecting her, however, was a move of genius proportions on the part of Barry Sotero, a.k.a. Barack Hussein Obama. He said, no, you better put Kamala in there. You need to do that. You need a black woman, even though she's not. She's a fake black woman. She might have some black in her. Not by her husband, of course. But anyway, having her in there as the vice boob, the vice joke, the vice laughingstock is probably the only thing keeping Joe Biden in the presidency. Because if they jerk Joe out of there, we're going to be stuck with camel toe and she is an absolute embarrassment in every aspect of her personal and professional life. They cannot afford to have Joe leave office right now. If he died today, they'd put a COVID mask over his face and like Weekend at Bernie's, they would wheel him in front of a whole bunch of microphones to hide his face. They would probably insert something in the back of his head that makes his eyes blink from electric impulse. And they would continue to use his dead corpse to spread their message from now until election day. And after they steal this election, as we all know they stole the last election, my friends, you got to admit it, you know it, you know that 
There was vote rigging and ballot box stuffing and all those other irregularities that they've swept under the rug. But the goal is just to get Joe elected again. And then they're done with him. He is done, son. I wish our country was really great again. And it was on the way when Donald Trump had his first go at it. And with all the cheating, the lying, the stealing, the influencing, the ballot box dumping, the covering up of the voting center walls, the counting center walls, and darkness of night, covering of the windows and the doors, and all of the shady, sneaky, underhanded crap that was done, the Democrats probably wish that they would have let Donald Trump win that next term in office, and that the economic downturn would have happened under Donald Trump's second term, and then they could have cemented their way into the next 20 years. But that's not how it worked out. My friends, thanks for listening to the Truth Hurts program. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? Go find another podcast like Gardening for Dummies to listen to. This program is pre-recorded. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2024, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music, Jason Shaw and Audionautics.